Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and this is episode 18 of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. It's been an exciting week in the NHL. We just came off of the NHL's new experiment where they had all 32 teams playing in the same night. It was exciting to watch because they started the games around 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and they dropped the puck every 15 minutes so you could get a good glimpse of what everybody's doing in the NHL. And then they also had kind of an NFL red zone set up on ESPN where they could follow every game as they were going on. But aside from that, it was business as usual in the NHL, and we've had some pretty exciting things happen so far, whether they were exciting games or exciting plays in the early NHL season. So what do you have to look forward to in episode 18 of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast? Well, we'll start off with a little bit of quick NHL news, and then we'll go into a little what-if scenario when it comes to the greatest player in hockey currently, and that is Connor McDavid. We will also take a look at some NHL players who haven't gotten off to such a great start early in this NHL season. We'll take a look at what they're doing statistically and also how those poor stats are affecting their card values currently on the NHL market. So as mentioned, we have an exciting episode ready to go for you all, so let's get right into it. But before we get right into it, just a quick reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast when it comes to hockey cards or trading cards in general. This podcast is meant for entertainment value only, meaning that you should be entertained listening to a fool like myself give my opinions about hockey cards and what they're going to do. Now let's get into the episode. So after that little musical intro that you were just listening to, you got a little boogie down out of you. Now let's get into some NHL news to start things off. Leading the NHL news of the week, unfortunately, Oilers' Connor McDavid is expected to miss one to two weeks with an upper body injury sustained in the loss versus the Winnipeg Jets. Now, this is bad news again for the Stanley Cup favorite Edmonton Oilers with their top dog going down for a couple of weeks. Now, the interesting thing is going to be, let's see how they perform without him. And we're going to discuss Connor McDavid in the next segment, so let's move on to story number two. Story number two. Dos. The Ottawa Senators' Shane Pinto is suspended for 41 games for activities relating to sports wagering. Now, in a statement, Shane Pinto took full responsibility for his actions and will not appeal the decision, but he will be out of the lineup for 
41 games. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this, but if you get a chance, definitely go look and read some of the articles as far as how deep Shane Pinto was in on this. And, you know, ask yourself the question, do you feel the punishment fits the crime? Because in a world where all I see in every commercial for any NHL, NFL, uh, baseball game, what have you, is every betting site out there running ads nonstop. And, oh, by the way, don't the Ottawa Senators have a betting sponsor on their helmets? Now, again, I think you should all read into this a little bit more and just see if, again, the penalty fits the crime when it comes to Shane Pinto and this 41-game suspension. And lastly, Big Joe Thornton announces his retirement from the NHL after 24 seasons. Now, as a Bruins fan, obviously I know Joe Thornton pretty well in his play because, hey, we drafted him, and he looked uh, pretty special coming out, and He was a really good player for us early on. Unfortunately, though, back in those days, the Bruins just didn't have it together and their teams really weren't that good. So sadly, we traded Joe Thornton away for a bargain and he went on to have a really successful career out west. So from all of us here at the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, we wish Joe Thornton the best in his new adventure coming up after his NHL career. So for segment number two, I thought it would be interesting to let you all in on a conversation I've had with a couple of hockey friends of mine lately, and it has to do with Connor McDavid. Now, the two main points that we discussed when we were having this theoretical conversation is, one, how is Connor McDavid's hockey card value being affected by what he's done in Edmonton so far, as well as him playing for Edmonton. And two, we theoretically kind of thought of a couple of teams that if Connor McDavid didn't go to Edmonton, where would have been the best fits for him or where he really could have shined as a player, even more so than he is now. So again, before we get into this, again, this is just theoretical opinion uh, that we all had, and I'm not disparaging the Edmonton Oil friend franchise at all. They're a great franchise out there in Edmonton. They have a great hockey team. They have a great history in the NHL. This is just a conversation as to what if these situations were to happen when it came to Connor McDavid how would it affect them? Now let's start off with the first theoretical question was, how is Connor McDavid's card value being affected by him playing in Edmonton currently? So some of the issues that kind of haunt Connor McDavid and maybe affect his card value not increasing more than it should are, well, simply one, the Edmonton Oilers have no Stanley Cup wins with Connor McDavid. Now we're going to get into his playoff uh, info in a little bit, but some other issues is, again, there's not enough market exposure when it comes to Connor McDavid. Now I'm not saying this is all the Edmonton Oilers' fault. I do believe a lot of this falls on the NHL as far as not marketing him as the great player that he is. Again, if he's kind of the Michael Jordan of hockey, I don't see any really cool commercials with swooshes on his brand like I did with Michael Jordan. And finally, part of that reasoning is because Edmonton is on the west coast of North America, and we've talked about those west coast teams' drawbacks when it comes to the hockey market or the hockey card market. Now, when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers and the teams that they put around Connor McDavid, that's also been an issue as well. Part of their issue is they never seem to get a solid defensive group together that can really help them to fend off these other teams because if the offense is putting in three, four, five goals a night, the defense sometimes is letting in four, five, six goals a night because of their play. So the Edmonton Oilers definitely need to get depth at defense. Another major issue 
issue that they have is they never have found a true number one goalie in the past few years. And as we've all seen in the NHL, that's definitely critical for the regular season. In the playoffs, I mean, you can kind of get by with somebody else, a number two or whatever, if the team is solid around them. But still, you'd like to have that number one goalie moving forward. And finally, they definitely need to get players who produce in their bottom six. The NHL has changed so much now to so that bottom six aren't just your grinders and your, you know, guys that like to uh, get into fights or what have you. These lines need to produce too. They need to be tough lines. They need to be physical forechecking lines, but they also need to contribute every so often. And this has also been kind of a negative factor when it's come to Connor McDavid. Now, part of the reason why this is happening is because, well, unfortunately, the Edmonton Oilers have to pay not only Connor McDavid's big salary, but they also have another superstar on their team, and that's Leon Dreisaitl, who they have to pay as well. Now, when you look at what Connor McDavid's done in the playoffs, he's been in the playoffs five times. He's played in 49 games. He's had 29 goals, 46 assists for 75 points in those 49 games. So he's producing in the playoffs. So the question is, why aren't they winning? Well, I think we've mentioned some of the major reasons they've had before in that they need more players around him in certain roles to do specific things to help them win more playoff games and advance to the Stanley Cup championship round. Now, with Connor David being out for a couple of weeks coming up, it's going to be interesting to see what the Edmonton Oilers do without him in the lineup. And the Edmonton Oilers' record with Connor McDavid in the lineup is as follows. He's played in 574 games, has 302 wins, and 222 losses and 50 overtime losses. Now, without Connor McDavid, they have played in 52 games and they have won 19. They've lost 24 and had nine losses in overtime. So again, you could definitely see they're a better team with him in the lineup than they are without him. But let's see how they respond with him being out for the next couple of weeks. They can turn things around. Now, how does all this affect Connor McDavid's rookie card, his Young Guns card? Well, as we know, that card is the 2015 Upper Deck number 201, and its PSA 10 has a pop count of 2,694 and is currently selling on average for $2,500 U.S. Now, that's not a bad value for a rookie card at all. It's uh, the, one of the most sought-after rookie cards there is. But why we start talking about it is, let's look at it from this aspect. Let's take Sidney Crosby's rookie year Young Guns card. So that is a 2005 Upper Deck card number 201 as well. Now, his PSA 10 pop count is 1,000 and 21. So again, lighter pop count, which is going to contribute to a little bit higher value. Now, Sidney Crosby's PSA 10 card is selling on average currently for about $2,700 US. Now, what came up in the discussion is if you compare Sidney Crosby to Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid is the better player skill-wise overall. But the big difference here right off the top is Sidney Crosby has three Stanley Cups. So that's helping to really push up his card value alongside of the lower side pop count. So our next kind of topic for conversation in, in this discussion was, well, what if Connor McDavid had three Stanley Cups under his belt currently? Where would his card value be coming out right now? Now, here's our guess when it came to it. We thought if, if Connor McDavid had three Stanley Cups currently, that his card value would probably be somewhere around the value of five 
to $6,000 US. And again, that's saying that the greatest player in the game currently with three Stanley Cups under his belt. Our thought is with Sidney Crosby, if let's say he didn't have any wins, he would probably be closer to the $500 to say $700 range for his card. But again, with three Stanley Cup wins and a low pop count, that definitely pushes up his card value. So again, these are just some conversations we had that I wanted to share with you. But let's move on to the final part of our conversation. And what that is, is we decided to come up with some teams that we thought would be better for Connor McDavid as far as, you know, the kind of franchises they are. If they had him through the years he's been in the NHL, maybe he could have came out, you know, with a cup win or maybe at least some more exposure. Now, I'm going to give you the top three teams that we discussed, but I also want to mention a couple of teams before we get to the number one team as well. So with the team coming in at number three on our list of where we thought uh, would be a nice fit for Connor McDavid if he was drafted somewhere else other than Edmonton is the Detroit Red Wings. Now Detroit's a great hockey city. They have a great history. They know how to market their players, not only in their hometown, but they get a lot of exposure from the NHL market because they are seen on a lot of national games. On top of that, they're an original six team, so they get a lot of exposure for that as well. So that was the first team we thought of as far as where Connor McDavid, imagine him in a Red Wings uh, uniform flying around the ice, kind of looked like maybe like a Sergei Fedorov back in the day, you know, just that silky player skating around Detroit. So that was the number three team that we thought Connor McDavid would definitely uh, look good skating on when it comes to a team other than Edmonton. Now with the number two team, the general consensus was my Boston Bruins. Now again, the Boston Bruins have a great history. They have a Stanley Cup win in 2011. So right around that time period where he was getting ready to be drafted in. Imagine, you know, Connor McDavid skating with some of those, you know, Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, you know, those guys back in the day. I think it definitely would have had a different outcome as far as how they did in the playoffs moving forward. Say in those years where they just lost a few years later against the Chicago Blackhawks. But to go along with that, the Bruins have a loyal fan base. And as you know, if you win in Boston, you never buy a meal again the rest of your life if you help them win a championship. I think Connor McDavid would fit in well in Boston. They love players like him. They love players that produce. This guy's a super offensive talent. They would love to see that skating around in a black and gold jersey in the Boston TD Garden. You know, and some might say, well, you know, you're you're a Boston Bruins fan and, you know, so you're kind of homering this up a little bit. Well, yes, I am a little bit, but guess what? That's why you have a podcast, so you can give your opinions, and if they kind of lean towards your favorite home team, then so be it. So at number two on our list of where Connor McDavid would have fit in nicely, other than the Edmonton Oilers, is my Boston Bruins. Before we get into our number one pick, a couple of honorable mentions that I'd like to you know throw out there that people... You know, mentioned in this conversation, I thought they fit pretty well and were pretty obvious, were, first off, the LA Kings. I know, again, West Coast, all the issues we mentioned before, but it's still LA. LA loves stars. You know, remember when Gretzky went to LA back in the day, that, that city was just alive with that hockey team. I think Connor McDavid could have done the same thing with the LA Kings. And our number one honorable mention, well, let's keep him in Canada. Let's put him, though, with the Montreal Canadiens. And again, I, I'm sorry, you Edmonton Oilers fans for upsetting you for bringing up these names but again it's just a conversation by a fan as to 
what if, you know, he wished to go somewhere else. Again, Montreal, original six team, great history. Fans up there love, you know, stars in that red and white jersey, you know, skating around the ice. Think of Guy Lafleur. Again, another player that just had a smooth style of play that Connor McDavid was skating around in a Canadian's jersey. That's what people would reference back to. So there's a couple of honorable mentions, the LA Kings and the Montreal Canadiens. But with our number one team that we all kind of thought would have been the best fit for him if he wasn't on the Edmonton Oilers is the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, we thought this because we're looking at what the Chicago Blackhawks are doing with Connor Bedard currently and thought, turn back the clock, and with the players, again, they had back then, it would have been something to watch them play with Connor McDavid. But again, Chicago loves their hockey. They get notoriety nationwide. They're on national TV a lot. They make playoff pushes. They make Stanley Cup runs, and they've won Stanley Cups recently in our history. I mean, look what they did with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. They won cups with them. That's what you're supposed to do with high-end talent. So there's your three teams that we felt if Connor McDavid wasn't on the Edmonton Oilers, these would be the teams they would fit into pretty well and gain some pretty nice exposure because of their markets. Well, what do you think? Is our conversation just a bunch of hot air or is there something to this? I'd love to hear your opinions on this matter. If you go to our Instagram account at the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Podcast, you can leave me a message. You can post something up there. You can, you know, give me your feelings on the subject as far as if Connor McDavid wasn't playing for the Edmonton Oilers, where would be a better fit for him and his career? And before we go into our final segment, I just want to bring out one thing in the podcast. In a couple of weeks, as many of you know, the hockey card, or I should say the sports card expo in Toronto will be going on on the second week of November. Now I'm going to be attending that event as I've done the last few years. So just so you're aware too that next week's episode, I'm really going to go into kind of the event, what I do, what I look for. And then once the event's over, I'll give you a summary as far as, you know, some things that I've learned or my pickups or people I've talked to. So if you have any kind of uh, Toronto expo, questions or you just want to drop me a line and let me know you're going to be there and you want to say hello or what have you definitely next week's episode will be one you'll want to tune into so in this last segment we'll be looking at some players who right now aren't doing so well in the nhl who were probably expected to be doing better than they are currently now as many of you know I listen to the Hockey Card Gong Show podcast with Josh and Troy quite quite regularly, and I've always said that they're the best podcast going is when it comes to hockey cards and all the info they do. Now, they do a segment on there that's similar to this that's called Players Who Are on the Struggle Bus. Now, I absolutely love that name of that segment. I give them kudos for that, and I never want to step on their tails. So what I'd like to ask them through this podcast is, would they mind it if a couple of the players that I bring out are waiting, you know, at the bus stop for the potential struggle bus to come pick them up in Top Shelf Cookie Sniperville. Now, full disclosure, I did reach out to the gentlemen at the Gong Show podcast and ask them their permission if they would allow this to happen. And just like the two gentlemen that they are, they were gracious enough to say, sure, we'll let the struggle bus mosey into your neck of the woods. So here are three players who are sitting at the bus stop waiting for the struggle bus to come pick them up.
Well, there's the siren to end our period, but guess what? We've got some more work to do. We're going to go into overtime. Now, the first player we'd like to point out that's sitting on that bench is Mika Zibanejad of the New York Rangers. Now, currently through seven games, he has no goals and five assists. So he's he's struggling a little bit in the offensive column as we record this episode. Now, if we look at his PSA 10 Young Guns card, because of this currently, it's gone down about 6% in the past seven days or so. And it's selling on average for about $130 US. Now this is kind of surprising because Mika's a great offensive talent and he's got a lot of great offensive uh, skill players around him on the New York Rangers that allow him to be a better scorer than he currently is right now. Seven games, no goals. That's the guy that's definitely sitting on the bench waiting for that bus to come pick him up. Now another player who's sitting next to him on that bench right now waiting for that uh, struggle bus to come pick him up is Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Panthers. Now through seven games, Matthew has one goal and six assists. Now I will say this again with both these players, with all these players, it's still very early in the season. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get going. But still, Matthew Kachuk is a player that, based off of the playoffs last year and how he performed overall for the season, should be doing a little bit better than one goal in the last seven games. Now, how this has affected his PSA 10 Young Guns card in the hockey card market? Currently, it's down about 10%, selling on average for about $140 US. Now, we know Matthew will turn this around any day because he's a great scoring talent in the NHL, but right now... He's sitting on the bench waiting for that bus to come pick him up. And the final player sitting on the bench waiting for the struggle bus to come pick him up is Trevor Zegers of the Anaheim Ducks. Now through seven games, Trevor has one goal and one assist. That's not too good for a guy who's a scoring talent in the NHL. But with that being said, the Anaheim Ducks are struggling trying to find their legs in the season. They've looked good at times, but again, Trevor needs to step it up if he wants to be considered one of those higher end talents in the NHL. Now how this is affecting his rookie card, his Young Guns card, is his PSA 10 currently is down 18% and his card is selling on average for about $110 US. Now with that being said, I'm still buying Trevor Zegers and I think this is a case where you're buying a potential future star at a low price. I mean, I watch him play. He looks pretty good. He just can't find the back of the net right now. He needs to just, you know, take a breath, loosen up and it all will come. So with Trevor and with Matthew Kachuk, I'm not being scared away by this decrease in production. I'm still looking at their cards, and if I can pick them up at a bargain, I will pick both of these up. And then when they start their scoring, which I know will come in the very near future, I'm sitting pretty with a couple of beautiful PSA 10s, young guns of their rookies, as the market goes up when their scoring goes up. So there are the three players I have waiting at the bus stop for Josh and Troy's struggle bus to come pick them up as well. And again, I want to thank the boys for allowing the bus to come to the neighborhood and pick them up so we can bring them back to a happier place where goals and NHL points are plentiful and the smiles will return to their faces as well as to the faces as their fans and those who collect their NHL hockey cards. So there you have it. Episode 18's in the books. We had an interesting discussion today talking about Connor McDavid and, you know, how his card value might be affected playing in Edmonton, as well as some places that we thought would be good fits for him to play 
if he was drafted by another team. And then we also got a chance to look at the struggle bus bus stop where we had some players waiting for the struggle bus to come from the hockey card gong shows neighborhood and come and pick up these struggling players in the top shelf cookie sniper neighborhood. I think this was a great episode because, as always, you like to have interesting conversations when it comes to hockey and hockey cards and hockey players. So I'd like to thank everyone who tuned into the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast and gave us a listen. The community grows on a daily basis. We have more and more people listening to this podcast and giving us our input as far as things they'd like to hear on the podcast as well. If you haven't done so already, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. You know, just get it out there that there's another Hockey Card podcast out there along with the Hockey Card Gong Show that's here to provide some content as far as the hockey card market goes and some NHL news as well. If you enjoyed this episode, you can tune in every Wednesday where we'll have a new episode every single week so that you can listen to the latest and greatest as far as NHL news different content that we'll discuss on the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. So for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, again, I'm your host, Jay, and we will see you soon.